God's heart is global. Our God is a global missional God. He has been from the beginning and we get to take part in that. My part may look very different from your part and your part may look very different from our part, but there no, none is better than the other. None is more significant than the other because the significance comes in the obedience. And we only know how to be obedient as we posture ourselves in a humble attitude of prayer, really saying and meaning, God, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. Welcome to the Missions Pastor Podcast presented by One Child. One Child is a global community of child champions that serves children in poverty so they can discover hope and reach their God-given potential. We believe that the local church has the message of hope that the world desperately needs to hear. And in every episode, we highlight churches and pastors and ministries who are working to bring that hope to hard places. I'm David Jesse. I am your host for today's conversation with Pam Siebert. Pam is the Outreach Director at Victory Church in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Nothing drives Pam more in ministry than the overwhelming reality of God's love for all mankind and that he has invited us to share in the mission of presenting this redeeming truth to all those not yet in the fold. I asked Pam to share the secret to Victory Church's synergy between local and global missions. Here's what she had to say. The synergy between, wow, well, they they both feed off of one another, that's for sure. Local and global outreach, I really can't do one without the other. Um, Some people might say that the local is the stepping stone into the global, and others might say that when people go on a global trip, they come back and are naturally fired up to do local ministry. I've, I've found them happening both ways. Some people jump into local first. And feel like they've really found their niche uh, in serving your local communities and really investing themselves on um, on this side of the border, if you will. And I've also seen it happen the other way as well, where people are really kind of overlook their local opportunities and really have their sights set and their hearts set on the horizon of global outreach. And um, I've seen them seen it happen both ways. So. I really do believe that you can't do one without the other. Um, it starts, um, Jesus taught that, you know, you're going to be my disciples. And we know how that bullseye effect happens. We start closest to us in our local communities and our networks. And then we go out from there. I really believe that the nucleus of where it all begins is underneath the roof in the house of your local church. Um, that's where we instill and inspire a heart for global missions and for missions in general. You know, nobody can deny that it's part of our DNA as Christ followers that we are supposed to be missional in everything that we do. If it's at the grocery store, chatting with the little girl behind the, the cash register, or you're uh, leading a team or part of a team thousands and thousands of miles in a foreign soil, none of us can deny the DNA that runs through us as Christ followers that we are to be on mission. And that mission is to share the life and the hope and the gospel of Jesus Christ with with all men and make disciples. And you really can't do that if you're not connected to the local body. And uh, within that local body, you is fostered a love for the world. And I think that your world is uh, in the context of 
different for everybody, whether you look at the world as really what is your what is your network? Um, where has God called you in that geographical location? And other people have a much larger extended view of what the world looks like to them. So I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, it does. It does. Let me, let me um, kind of s- to, to focus in on, on not an objection that some churches might have with that, but a, um, a speed bump. Um, that they may have on that, especially with the the fact that in in the world, 85% of churches have less than like 200 people in it. They're smaller. Um, and so they have limited resources. They have limited manpower and that type of thing. And and some of those churches might believe that we're small. So let's focus exclusively here in our own community and let the bigger churches do the missions uh, stuff. Otherwise, what would you say to a small church as to why it's important for them to be involved in global missions and how they could do that? It's following Christ's example. He has a he has a heart for the world, and we are all God so loved the world. So that's uh, across the street and across the globe. I would say, don't limit God. Don't limit. Um, we do kind of have a tendency to limit God based on our seemingly limited resources. And I would encourage people. You know, God's not a God of lack. Um, we serve a God of more than enough and great abundance, and so. Don't let uh, don't let a lack of resource or maybe even a lack of desire discourage you from really investigating what it looks like to get your toes over the edge of diving into the pool of global outreach. You know, prayer is a huge component to that. You know, there's no space and time limits when it comes to communing with God. We can go anywhere in prayer. We can bring needs of our brothers and sisters from foreign lands directly to the throne room of God. So we can go to these places through prayer. And I really believe that that's uh, definitely a springboard that I would encourage smaller churches or churches that don't quite haven't quite caught uh, what it means to be a global disciple maker. Start in prayer. Bathe that thing in prayer. We can go anywhere in prayer and through prayer. And I believe that that's where the Holy Spirit would really foster a love and an urgency to really see, um, allow God to peel the scales off of our eyes so that we really can see that niche and that, um, that, that spot that he has ordained for us to mandate us to step into, um, bathing everything and really honestly laying it before the Lord and asking, Holy Spirit, what do you want? me to do with this? What's my, what's, what's my obligation? What do, what do you want me to do? What are you calling me into rather than just saying, well, we've never done it and we don't really have an experience with it. Um, I don't feel that our church has much of a desire to do it. Um, don't just say, I always say this, David, don't make people's nose for them. Let them make the no. You mm. push forward and step into it and don't assume that it's going to fall flat on the ears of the people that are in your community. Take a risk. That's good. How has uh, having such a global missions focus um, in your church uh, impacted the everyday you know, attendee, uh, there, uh, in, in, in your community, in your congregation? Yeah, definitely. That's a great question. It's definitely opened eyes, um, getting outside of our context. There is so much grace that is given 
once people understand outside of their context of living and working and worshiping and a church attendance, raising their families, there's so much more grace given um, once you've stepped out of your regular context and seen life from someone else's perspective. You know, that Mm -hmm. old saying, you know, walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Mm -hmm. I really believe that that's very, very true. When it comes to stepping outside of their context, their regular context, their regular backdrop of their life. And sometimes it's it really is a matter of hitting a reset button. Um, And that's no that certainly is uh, no fault of anyone's. You don't know what you don't know. Correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so. Sometimes it's just a matter of, oh, I didn't ever think of it that way, or I hadn't had that experience, or that hasn't been my experience. And it really energizes people in their faith when they are taken outside of their regular context, and they see a world that they're not familiar with, and they see and experience the struggles of what it means to be a Christ follower in a, in a hostile nation, what it means to be, to literally having to sacrifice even your identity just mm. to be a Christ follower, um, mm. what it means to live in a land of poverty. I mean, object poverty and the fight and the struggle, but yet also the joy, the joy that comes when you meet a Christ follower on another side of the world, whose context mm. is completely than yours, whose reality couldn't be more different than yours, but bound by the blood of Jesus Christ, um, the joy that comes from those people um, that you will have contact with where you just couldn't imagine how in the world can they face every day knowing that that's their struggle, it really puts things into perspective. So I really do believe too that global outreach teams, there's such a beautiful wheel of that, that the trajectory of this group of people that go and experience on a foreign soil, a global outreach trip, a shared experience that now I can hold you accountable and you can hold me accountable. We have this great connection because we saw with our own eyes, we tasted with our own mouths. We, we touched with our hands together and that's a shared experience. So now when I come home, I know the experience that you had and you know the experience that I had. And so we're going to spur one another on to those good gifts that God has placed inside of us and that Mm. maybe came to life while we were together on the mission field. And we're going to be able to champion God's heart for the Great Commission and God's heart for his people together. And now I've got a partner with me. And so doing, watching the transformation of people's lives that do teams and trips together and the way they come back to their local church, they're better fathers, they're better mothers, they're, they're, they're better givers. They, their attendance in church goes through their roof, their engagement (laughs) in small groups, the way they jump in to be a part of a serve team. It's like, it's, it's like they get supercharged because the lights get turned on. And I Mm. think there's a better appreciation of this great gift of salvation and that we, we are called into the ministry of reconciliation. And when we get to go and see that happening again, in a different context than what we're, what we're used to here in the grind of life and Mm. never really hitting the pause button and asking, what does my faith compel me to do? It's gotta be more than just going to church on a Sunday morning. Right. And And when you get to go on a global trip or have engagements um, with virtual trips and learn from our missionaries and our partners in in foreign lands, it really supercharges you and begs the question has to be answered. There's got to be more than my walk with Christ than 
punching a time clock at work, coming home to my family, doing dinner, um, and going to church on a Sunday morning, it's got to be revolutionary to someone. And it can't just be me. What am I called to do with this? And I really think that global teams and just getting outside of our context really, really does that. I have loved, I never thought I would say this because I'm not a tech person. I have absolutely loved doing virtual trips Hmm. Um, in this season of lockdowns and shutdowns and then just the COVID world, I will tell you that we've had deeper connect, more deep connections with our global partners than we ever had on a, on an actual physical global trip, because Hmm. we actually get to spend time face to face across the screen and you're with a captive audience. And so, you know what that's like when you go on a global trip you don't really get to sit in the pocket of your missionary. You see some of the work that they're doing, but the real connections are made with your teammates. Right. And um, you get to see what they're doing and it's life-changing. But when you get to really hear and dial into that call that's specific to that missionary and his family in that context, mm-hmm. on that continent, in that country that they're living in and serving Christ in, man, it will change your life. And so I've really enjoyed watching people just be educated in what it looks like to, to really ask those questions about what do I do with my faith? And um, global trips have definitely provided an opportunity to do that. And so how is it, how is it transformed here at Victory Church? People are sponsoring kids. Um, they're partnering with communities in foreign lands that they never would have before. And it goes beyond just um, maybe a yearly or every couple of years going on a, a, an actual physical trip. Um, they stay tethered to that soil because they've got a kiddo um, or a family that they are connected to and intimately aware of you know, through communication and just praying for that student, um, being their champion and supporting them from from, you know, a, a foreign land across, very different from theirs. And what that's done here at Victory Church is it's tethered them to that experience and it's made them be a lot more globally minded and Great Commission minded for sure. I love how Pam emphasizes the importance of the members of Victory Church finding a way to stay connected to what is happening in the lives of the people they've served through their global outreach. Financial support is a critical piece of every church's missions program, but the relational element is where something very special happens. We'll get back to our conversation with Pam Seberg after this brief message from One Child. Together, we believe extreme child poverty has an end, and it starts with hope. Hope is a vision for a better future, a way to get there, and the courage to try. And it is built through the church all over the world, coming together as one global community to help children thrive. We create a partnership experience that reflects your heart for the world. Together, we find the point where our mission and vision intersect to address the needs of children living in hard places. Together, we are a community that sees children as solutions, not problems. A community with the courage to go to the hard places. 
a community that gives so children can thrive. Together, this is us. Your church, a shared vision, celebrating global impact through the local church. For more information, visit onechild.org slash partnership. Listening to Pam's answers, it's impossible to miss her passion for children. Uh, She just can't stop talking about the impact that sponsoring kids in hard places has made on Victory. So I asked Pam why she thinks this has made such a big difference in the lives of Victory's members. There's a different level of ownership, if I can say that, Um, a different level of partnership. There you go. um, Okay. That that just settles on the hearts of people. They really take uh, that next step of becoming a child champion through one child um, as an extension of themselves and not. And what I love about it the most is that they, it gives them an opportunity to see beyond that student into the community where that student lives, because by them partnering with that student um, with that child, they see the effects of, wow, I can collectively with my teammates and with all the other child champions and sponsors um, across the, the global network of one child, we're literally having an impact, a global mm. eternal impact um, in villages that are going to change the trajectory of people's lives for the cause of Jesus Christ. And so it, it's, um, it expands your engagement from just me writing letters to my child or having her picture up on my refrigerator to realizing there's an army of us doing this. <laughs> and we get the incredible opportunity to see God change a village to change a nation, even if it's through one student at a time. But mm-hmm. knowing that there are thousands of other people doing that. Um, is really gives you a lot of teeth, a lot of bite behind your your efforts. And you know that it's way more beyond what you writing a check or having a a direct deposit taken out of your bank account. It's way more than the finance. It's way more than the the, the dollar signs. You know that our efforts collectively are providing resources for child champions to be in that in that village where I can't be. And bringing Jesus Christ, bringing life transformation um, to these students that are going to then change their families, change their communities, change their villages and change their nation for the cause of Jesus Christ. That's pretty compelling. And (laughs) again, it just gives us a really great connection. I mean, how nobody wants to be on a losing team. I mean, how exciting is that when a football team is running through that funnel onto the field? And it's not just one athlete that's being celebrated. When that team comes out of that funnel together, we're looking at the team collectively and what mm-hmm. they're about to do. We are, we are just believing that this team together, playing all of their parts on that field, they're going to um, accomplish great things because of their teamwork. That's the same way that I look at child sponsorship through global ministry uh, through, through one child, I look at the fact that it's not just me. A victory for one is a victory for all of us. And so when one student is, her life has changed, um, she's set on a path to have good health care, to have 
good education to meet, to have the opportunity to meet her savior, her creator, King Jesus Christ. I mean, that's a victory for all of us. And we all get to take part in that. And I think that the way that we can then funnel that down again, is that shared experience here at Victory Church. We get to, there's over 200, uh, 250, 275-ish um, child sponsors. And I'll pause for one second. That's no small feat, knowing the last two years that we've just come through. Absolutely. Sadly, there were a few of our sponsors that had to shift their sponsorship. But I think that that says a great deal about the, the commitment that people are making, that even in times when we were very uncertain about what the next day, the next hour, the next season was going to look like that people still believed so much in getting outside of themselves to be able to do, to make a difference with what they were doing with their lives, to not lose a majority of our sponsorships when people didn't know a lot of people Mm. were losing their jobs. A lot of people were sheltered in place. A lot of people went on unemployment, but people believed in what we were doing and that's super duper exciting. And so when when we look at that, that team mentality of knowing that it's not just a victory for one, it's not just a hardship for one, but a victory and a struggle for one is a victory or a struggle for all of us. And we are mm-hmm. all in this together. And I think one child does a fabulous job of keeping people connected and letting everybody know that we were all in this together. And that even though we are part of a, of a global um, engagement, the one still matters. The mm-hmm. one your child and your relationship with your child still matters. You matter. What's going on in your life matters. And the way you can impact your child in that village really, really matters. And then if that's the kind of care that we can get for one person, knowing that that's collectively across the kind of care that everybody can experience, that's a pretty sweet thing. That's awesome. Is there a specific story um, that you remember of of someone there in in Victory Church who uh, was just there, everything was changed because they got engaged with sponsoring a child and, and it just sort of changed the trajectory of, of their faith as a result. Yeah, actually really kind of a cool story. So there was a girl, a young girl who was, who's already sponsoring a child, um, who was set to go on our trip in 2020 Mm. and some life things happened with her and then she was not able to go on the trip, but she sponsored her child. And there was another girl on the trip that they were friends. And Mm. so the sponsor asked the team member, Hey, would you kind of, would you visit my child for me and take pictures? And so she had created a gift bag um, of gifts and things to give and letters from her family to the child's, to the child and the child's family. And kind of, so the other team member was kind of standing in proxy for the child sponsor who was not able to go on the trip. Mm -hmm. She was blown away. You, we have it on video. You could see that that team member became so overwhelmed by Mm. the response by this little guy. We found him at school. Um, uh, We set up the, she knew her date. She knew what day that she would get to go and visit this, this little child for her friend. And so she wasn't really uh, thinking about it. She was just kind of thinking, I'm going to just going to give this guy a a gift and that'll be it. I'll say hello and give and hand off these items that I've brought over from America from his sponsor. So she was really not expecting 
the incredible response that she got from this guy. And she certainly wasn't expecting what Holy Spirit was going to place in her heart. And so the moment happened and you could visually see that this young girl was really just mm. undone by this response of this young boy. And the moment of um, being in that country and of having experienced some other locations and seeing the kiddos and seeing the work that that the church leaders and the schools were doing. Um, so she already kind of had a taste of what this mission was through one child. And when she met this little guy and just the way he embraced her had, <laughs> there was no, it didn't matter that, that she wasn't his sponsor. Mm. This little guy wrapped his body around her and just <laughs> brought her in for this big hug and her face lit up and his face lit up. And we were like, okay, we really need to wrap this visit up. They talked through their, um, through the interpreter, they talked, they shared stories, they shared laughs. She took a ton of pictures. She came home and became a child sponsor because of that experience. Yeah. So I think that that's a pretty cool story about how that's that awesome. can really change somebody's life for sure. That's amazing. So, um, if, if you were sitting across from, um, a missions pastor or the pastor, a senior pastor of a church and, um, having a conversation with them about their missions program. And they said, Pam, what's, what's the most important, um, principle of for the success that victory church has had with building, um, an effective missions program. What would you tell that pastor? I, I probably would very humbly submit to simply say, humble yourself and listen. Hmm. Our path may not be your path, but the path that God has for you is so specifically designed for you. Don't try to generate something that's not within your wheelhouse. Generate what God is calling you to be passionate mm -hmm. about. Again, prayer and communing with the Holy Spirit um, is where a heart begins to be fostered for a love for the nations. It's not, you can't mimic it. You can't, mm. you can't I mean, you can fad generate it, but you can't, any long lasting success has to come because you've got your heart bent toward God. I want to do, I want to love what you love. I want to go where you want us to go. I want to hear the mandate and know that you are going to be faithful and you are going to resource us to do exactly what you called us to do. You are going to part the seas. You are going to be the God that I know you are, that your word declares you are, and you're going to write our story. I want to put the pen down. I don't want to write my story. I want you to write my story. So really humbling myself and listening is the most important um, springboard for really any kind of ministry that you're going to do. And certainly when you're talking about the field of global outreach, again, we are all called none of us, none of us can write ourselves off from, well, that's not what we do. Mm. It is a mandate straight from the word of God. God's heart is global. Our God is a global missional God. He has been from the beginning. And we get to take part in that 
my part may look very different from your part and your part may look very different from our part, but there no, none is better than the other. None is more significant and than the other because the significance comes in the obedience. And we only know how to be obedient as we posture ourselves in a humble attitude of prayer, really saying and meaning, God, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say to whomever it is that you want me to say it to, but it has to start with me humbling myself, clearing my agenda, not comparing myself or my position or or my resources to anybody else, but really getting into the closet with God and saying, God, show me. I want to be obedient. Increase my heart, my love for the nations and show me where to go. And he will. Pam is an amazing uh, child champion, and her enthusiasm for global outreach is contagious. Everything she shared is so helpful. But here are three things that really stood out to me about how churches of any size can engage in effective outreach. First, local and global outreach feed off of each other. They're not mutually exclusive. When our church community uh, engages in local outreach, it grows into a passion for global outreach. But the same is also true. When people participate in short-term ministry trips and other overseas missions opportunities, they come back committed to reaching their own communities for Christ. Second, Smaller churches need to remember that it isn't the size of their missions budget that matters. Their God is big and he desires every church to engage in global missions. So start small, but just don't stay small. God can do big things with what we give him. And then finally, everything we do in our missions ministries flows from prayer. We have to be humble. We have to take time to listen. And we always have to remember that God has a plan for our churches to be actively engaging in both local and global outreach. I want to thank Pam for joining me on this episode of the Missions Pastor Podcast. If you want to learn more about Victory Church, go to victorychurch.org. And thank you for listening to the Missions Pastor Podcast. The show is presented by One Child. We are a global community of child champions that serves children in poverty so they can discover hope and reach their God-given potential. To learn more about how your church can partner with One Child to bring hope to hard places, go to onechild.org. <laughs>